Hi, everybody. This is Tony from High Fidelity, a podcast where creative people talk about their process, their path, and their learnings. In today's episode, my good friend Keanu Lee discusses with us how he became a software engineer at Google.、Uh, hey, everybody. Today we have on this program Keanu Lee, a software engineer at Google. He went to university in Canada, University of Waterloo. I'll let Keanu introduce himself. <laughs> Hi, Tony. How's it going? Good. How are you? Not bad. I'm pretty good.、Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Yeah. So I'll just introduce myself a bit.、Uh, my name's Keanu. I've been、uh, working at Google for the last three and a half years, basically since I graduated from Waterloo.、Um, and after I graduated, came down to San Francisco to join the Hustling tech scene down here because that seems to be what most people from Waterloo who do、uh, computer science end up doing. So thought I'd come check it out, come for good good jobs, good pay, and、Great. yeah, excellent. So can you tell us which team you work on? Yeah, so I work on a team called Polymer. We make the Polymer library as well as、uh, advocate for. Uh, new web standards and、uh, making websites fast and performant,、um, and it's like it's unique at Google because it's an open source team. Like all the stuff that we've been doing,、uh, is on GitHub.、Um, so we're not as embedded in Google source code as the other teams.、Um, and yeah, it's been interesting.、Uh, I've been there. I've inter- actually interned there before I joined the team full time. And yeah, awesome. Which year was your internship? So oh, so I graduated in 2015, and my internship was my last internship. So it was like the fall term of 2014,、um, and then I came back、uh, shortly after I graduated in、uh, November 2015. Is would you say that's a pretty standard route for a lot of of、uh, computer science students to take on? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like because Waterloo has this co-op program, I think a lot of people. Um, or a lot of graduates that wherever they are at the last term, if they get a return offer, and it makes it that much easier because if you have a return offer and you don't want to do the job search anymore, because I mean you've been doing it for five years, doing going through all the、uh, co-op application process and interviews, you know, you know, if you have something that's like lined up right in front of you, it's very easy to just go. All right, it's pretty. You can you can imagine yourself working there a lot easier when you already have. So、um, that's kind of the route I took.、Uh, yeah. Great. So, Keanu, I imagine a lot of people out there, a lot of students would want to work at a company like Google. What would you say is the thing that made you stand out? I, I assume that you have pretty good <laughs> grades. You're able to do like internships that helped, of course. But what would you say is the difference between getting a job at Google and、yeah. not? Yeah, and I think first off, I like to caveat that you know,、um, from the outside world, outside of tech, a lot of people look at Google and say, "Hey, that's a company I want to work for." You know, they they hired the smartest people and whatnot.、Um, but once you're in the tech, kind of like in the computer science era, you you get introduced to a lot more companies,、um, especially smaller companies that you may never heard of. Like actually, I should mention like the internships that I've done before Google were all at. Uh, small, smaller stage companies, and you don't really know about them until you get to the tech area. And then I think the I think I gotta give credit to the Waterloo co-op system because the basically the job application system. A lot of employers、uh, put the names out there, and when you go through the list, it's very hard to recognize like, oh,、um, which one, which companies are the ones that I'm interested in. So I definitely did try to do a lot of work and figure out like. 
uh, try to make sure that my co-ops were like a breadth of experience. So kind of like uh, for one co-op term, I did like testing stuff. Another co-op term was very front-end focused. And another was a small startup. So it was like a, I had to kind of be a full stack developer sort of thing. So I think having a breadth of experience helps. Um, I also had pretty good grades in school. <laughs> um, so I think that helped. Um, and lastly, like uh, the connections are very helpful too. So like... Um, the people that I've met in previous terms, um, they were more than happy to give me recommendations. Um, and, you know, Silicon Valley is a small world. Um, even if the people, even if you don't work at Google, chances are you'll find yourself working for somebody or working with somebody who's been at Google or has left Google. It's a small world. And I guess really, you know, strive to be the best wherever you are and, um, you know, make, make earn yourself a good reputation. And I think that'll go a long way in helping you find um, uh, your ideal job, whether it's at Google or another place. Okay, Keanu, you mentioned that you had connections. Would you say that you getting a good grade and putting together a good portfolio in school allowed you to have the opportunities of internship where you built those connections? So without having that, you know, first uh, good enough grade to get into the co-op program, as you mentioned, you wouldn't be able to build the same kind of uh, connections, especially in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, it's hard to say because I've only experienced the uh, the program having good grades and all. Uh, but I think, it, especially for your first or second co-op term, um, because the employer has no other way of discerning you, unless you had a lot of side projects in the class, but barring that, uh, I think they have to filter out resumes and they got to find some criteria to do that. And grades are definitely one of them. But I, uh, certainly towards the l later work terms, and especially if you have like work projects coming into university, um, having some like real world, more real world experience than grades is definitely more beneficial than uh, grades alone. Great. So building that experience and then adding on top, uh, having decent enough grades, I guess the, the takeaway is that as long as your grades are not super poor, you stand a good chance. Would you say that's the right way of putting it? I would say that grades aren't even that important relative to uh, relevant work experience. I, I've known several people who um, they when they started, you know, there's some courses they did well, other courses they didn't. But uh, halfway through the year, they decided that, oh, you know what, school is not right for me. And I'm going to, uh, you know, ha I have a promising career lined up. So they decided to pursue that but instead of school. And I think that's a perfectly good choice, especially like if, if you consider university, the whole point of university being um, to find out what you're good at and to de develop your skills and figure out what you want to do. Um, in your career, then to that end, then by all means, so uh, I mean, once you've found something that you like and you're good at, uh, go for it. Don't let the allure of a degree or anything um, get get in that get in your way. Nice, uh, that's a great summary. I think a lot of students out there, myself included, when I was going through school, didn't really recognize that. So it's, it's definitely refreshing to to hear somebody speak from that perspective about grades and experience i mean there are caveats because uh, me for example uh i came i am a canadian citizen but i wanted to work in the states and for most of the visa uh, categories you do actually need a degree um but yeah, it's something to consider <laughs> before you decide to drop out of school <laughs> right <laughs> prematurely especially if you want to work in silicon valley as an outsider not yeah. a u.s citizen that's a good point let's shift gears for a second and let's look at your interest in this field. I mean, ever since I've known you, which is like six years ago, I've known you as a great 
Uh, Tony hasn't. <laughs> Tony didn't share that we used to work together at Inkling. <laughs> we did. We used to intern together at this company called Inkling. That's how we met. What I guess the question I want to step back to is what actually drew you to study computer science and technology, and what was the thing that clicked for you? Yeah, I think it was like was, uh, maybe I'm outing myself as a nerd for a little bit, but back in grade probably six or seven or something, uh, my parents wanted me, uh, like any other parent, you know, send their kids to summer camp um, over the summer. And one of the summer camps I ended up picking was uh, this computer science introductory thing at the University of Calgary. It was not your uh, ideal, it was not your picturesque summer camp, let's say. You ended up working in a dark space, uh, computer lab in a dark basement when it's sunny and bright outside. But there I was learning, you know, C, C++, uh, the basics um, of coding. And then after that, you know, it got me interested. And actually the first thing, the first real, you know, UI work I did was uh, for web. I remember buying this like three, four inch book on HTML because at the time, you know, internet wasn't, <laughs> internet resources weren't super reliable yet. Um, and, and I went through that book with interest. Um, I wasn't a particularly uh, um, avid reader, um, but this technical <laughs> book, I was like, I think it was just, <laughs> I was interested in it and I went through it very quickly. And, and you know, that that's what got me started in web development. And um, you know, at that point, you know, I built my own website on GeoCities or whatever, but then I actually learned more in depth of HTML, uh, Java, JavaScript and CSS. And then that got me into the field. And then all the co-op terms that I did ended up lining up with that. So I think my, in I would say my interest started out fairly early. I knew that I wanted to do computer and co coding sort of stuff by the time I got to when I was applying for programs at university. Um, so I would say like up until this point, I felt like I didn't have to make any super difficult decisions. It just all kind of like worked, worked out that way, I'd say. That's fascinating how you were able to discover such a keen interest in this subject so early. I imagine there's a lot of kids, there are a lot of kids who attend the same summer camp who had some fun doing this stuff, but didn't necessarily follow up with buying a book and studying it. So what was the thing <laughs> that really got you sort of into this? Yeah, you know, I had a computer. My parents bought me one. I mean, now that doesn't sound as amazing, but back in uh, whatever year that would have been, you know, in most households only had like one computer, but I ended up... I ended up having my own. Um, I, you know, eventually built my own too. Got into the nitty gritty, and when I had the computer, it's like you know I want to build something that I can use and or like just tools I can use on my computer that weren't out there. So I mean, the only way to do that was to learn something. And I think at that point, the web jumped out at me because it seemed like the easiest to get on board. Like I didn't want to build a Windows app, Windows specific application or something. Um, and I wanted it to work on uh, mobile. I guess mobile wasn't <laughs> ready yet at the time. But yeah, it just stood out as like the easiest way to get on board. Um, and that's what drew me there. I'm curious about, so if you were to look at this today and say to somebody who's trying to get into this field, whether they're in school or whether they're out of school, but they want to break into software engineering in particular, what would you say to them? Uh, to get started, uh, hacking together a website, learning the front end technologies. 
would that be a good way? What are some tips? <laughs> yeah, well, first off, make sure you're interested in the field. Um, but I'm assuming if you are listening to this, you're already yeah, at least sort of the way there. Um, and I would say, like, especially now with so many websites and so many learning platforms like uh, Khan Academy, Coursera, or even just like the uh, MDN uh, developer docs uh, that uh, for web development, like it's so easy to just Google for resources. That's like, oh, I want to learn how to build a website. And then you'll get a bunch of information on how you can do that right on your computer. You don't have to go to a bookstore and get a book. You can just do it um, on whatever. Um, and I think that's the best way to get started. Like figure out uh, figure out something that an app or a tool that you need that doesn't exist yet, and you know, or you know, you think you can make it better. And I kind of had that goal in mind. And then from that point, uh, do your searches, do your learning to figure out how to make that thing work and I think just by the, the process of you um, trying to build this thing you're going to learn a lot even if you don't get it the first time um, you'll still learn tons in, um, in the process and when it comes around when it comes uh, to interviews like you know one of the um, interview questions you might be asked is like you know describe a challenge you've had and how you overcame it and then having having worked on something um, you'll be in a much better position to describe something in detail. And the interviewers will see that. An interviewer will know if you're just like, if you're actually giving a sincere response and can actually dive into the details. Or um, And then if you don't do that, um, it's very easy to see if somebody's just, you know, giving a vague answer. Um, and yeah, so definitely, definitely do your legwork and, you know, Build something that you know, you're interested in, and uh, you'll gain a lot from it. Great, that's great to hear. Sorry, my response is not that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to sound like very knowledgeable, but it's kind of falling flat. But I guess uh, following up on that, uh, let's shift gears a little bit more. First of all, that's like great for, that you're sharing this. Now that you've been at Google for three years, is it three years? Yeah, three and a bit. Three and a bit. What would you say is uh, your favorite part about working at Google? <laughs> the benefits are definitely nice. Um, yeah, um, the food, the massages, whatever. But <laughs> I guess everybody sees that. But that aside, I think just um, being surrounded with people that are, you know, that are smart and kind of have same thinking i don't want to say we're all like-minded thinkers but i think everybody who's in that organization are at some level of technical capability so it's very easy to communicate to each other you know like uh, um, uh, engineering specific things or design uh, patterns or um, you know, technical or technical knowledge um, in general. It's definitely very different from you know going home and then helping your parents with their PC problems. Like that's yeah. You know, and personally, I kind of see that as kind of a burden sometimes. But um, I think in an or in an organization like Google, there's kind of like you know, baseline expectations that uh, that makes uh, working together a lot more enjoyable. Great. So Keanu, you've covered a lot of ground with how you got here and what your experience has been. 
To end the program, we would like to ask you what your favorite tool is and why it's the case. You can talk about any sort of useful things that you personally used or seeing other people use that you think it's worth uh, more people knowing about. Favorite tool? I'm assuming you mean like uh, the tool I use on my job and not a... <laughs> I mean, you can talk about anything, any sort of useful thing. Um, I'd say uh, one of the more... I think it's now kind of like a s super important tool in most web developers' uh, uh, toolkit is uh, Google, uh, the Chrome developer tools inside uh, Chrome. Um, I think it really helps you debug like the HTML and the CSS you've written. I think everybody on my team uses it every day and it's, it's kind of indispensable and it's kind of fun actually, you know, you go, as you're browsing around websites, you can, Oh, how does this implement it? Or how does this layout work? And you can just, you know, right click on something, click inspect element. And then on the other half of the screen just pops out like, um, uh, basically you can see how the page is implemented. Um, I don't think any other platform lets you do that, and uh, you know I use it every day on my job, and um, there's plenty of articles and uh, videos about it online. So you can learn more about it, and uh, yeah, great. I think more people should know about it, if especially if you're getting to the field of uh, uh, technology or just software in general, you should know about Chrome Dev Tools. It's definitely indispensable if you want to work in anything web related. So yes, uh, great recommendation, great topic there. Speaking of recommendations, the second part of this is that, well, I think a lot of people would want to hear uh, what you could recommend in terms of a book, a movie, a sort of piece of music, or an experience that is more people should know about. Um, anything comes to mind? <laughs> Not a big reader, except for technical stuff. Uh, I do watch uh, quite a bit of YouTube videos. Oh man, one of my favorite subscriptions is called uh, Wendover Productions. Um, he makes a lot of videos about geography and countries and uh, transportation related topics. Um, and they're always a uh, they're, they're like 10 minutes long, so it's a little bit of commitment, but he makes it funny, and you know, all the ones that I've seen so far, you know, I've learned something, I found them interesting, and um, I think uh, people should check it out. So you said it was Wendover Productions. It's Wendover of a W. Great. Thanks, Keanu, for joining our program. Until next time, this is Tony signing out from High Fidelity. <laughs>